What if the moon landing was a crop circle left by humans? If an apple a day keeps the doctor away, what happens when I get sick? Where's the doctor gone? All of these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life. Welcome everyone back to the podcast. It is a Tuesday, the spookiest day of the week. Too right. And my name is Rory Powers, your professional paranormal investigator for the day. Mm-hmm. You've hired me at a very expensive rate. Right. <laughs> so much so that you could only afford Kit Greer wow. to accompany me. Yeah, we are the uh, Yelp's lowest reviewed um, tutoring duo. We will teach your child GCSEs, A-levels, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, granted, none of our students have even passed. Most have had to go back three or four years to kind of special education schools because we have just <laughs> racked their brain, uh, just just plundered it of all knowledge. We, we take what they know and move it to the side to make room for what matters. Right. Every math lesson, every geography lesson, every Spanish lesson mm-hmm. starts with hola. Well, only one of them start with that. It's the Spanish one. The, the rest of them start with... Billy putting mm. down his textbooks and I go, oh, that's really good, Billy. Slam the book. And I mm-hmm. say, you won't need that. And I throw it out the window. Yeah. Billy says that was expensive. I say, I don't care. Money doesn't mean anything. But Billy is like, listen, I'm, I'm fully on board with, with your teaching method. I do need to get my GCSEs though. It is a legal requirement. Yeah. And I go, okay, well, that's really interesting. Oh, can you just get out? Get the hell out. <laughs> Grab Billy to throw him out the window. No, not again. <laughs> Um, welcome to the podcast. This is a paranormal podcast where every single week we investigate a brand new paranormal beast or legend or story. And as professional investigators of the paranormal, we'll come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is true or it is false. This week, we have another listener submission. Wow, great. Uh, most of the time, those listener submissions are just beyond garbage and we have to immediately throw them out the window along with billy's textbooks but today we've got one that we can cover on the on the podcast a diamond in the rough wow a needle in the haystack a gray among the humans so alex Priestley, thank you for writing in very much we're happy to be able to help you sleep at night by fighting your paranormal demons for you alex writes hello boys i have a paranormal tale for you to hashtag investigate now, her, her email is sort of the story. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's, this is getting right into the action. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Alex says, My mom used to be a stewardess for Cathay, Cathy, which I think is like an airline. Yeah. Uh, in the 80s. When I was young, I remember going with her to meet a friend of hers that she used to work with. We can call her Jenny. In brackets, not for privacy, but I literally don't know how to spell her name. So not even say it, spell it. I'm just going to come out and say it. It's potentially not even human. She could not even Unpronounceable be Unpronounceable name. It could be Blagnorgan. It could be Jim. And Alex is dyslexic. <laughs> oh. Well, we don't know what, real reason. what the answer is. Okay. It's not like this from another planet and their name is really more of a feeling than a sound. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's fear. <laughs> it's the feeling of fear is her name. <laughs> right. Uh, Alex said, My mom asked Jenny why she had left Kathy. Apparently, she had loved her job and was a great stewardess. Jenny told my mom that she had quit because she was shaken by a very intense paranormal experience. Okay. Hmm. That's a very unusual reason to leave a job. Normally. Yeah. Well, what are normal reasons to leave a job? Um, some of the uh, mine. 
tired. Too tired. Uh, really? Tired as shit. Really? Sleepy. Yeah. Uh, stayed up too late. Yeah, you, you told me... Woke you, up too early. You, yeah, you're, you're... Let's just pick Sorry. one. Okay, yeah. You told me the last place that you left... Um, you said there was a kind of like toxic work culture and, and you felt like you weren't being respected for the work you were putting in. Very unsupportive of my flexible work hours. Oh, okay. What, did you want to come in like early, leave early kind of thing? I wanted to come in and leave whenever the fuck I felt like it. And they were very unsupportive. Really? I'm pretty I'm... sure the definition of toxic is unemployment, which they handed me promptly. Yeah, that's definitely... That's extremely flexible. You were asking for, yeah. What you were asking for was <laughs> That's extreme athletic. <laughs> that is yogic guru like flexibility. That's all. That's so little to ask. Mm. Um, why have you have you been fired from a job before or wanted to quit a job before? Yeah, I um the last place I left, um, it was like we we had a disagreement. They they say the customer is always right. My opinion is that the customer is always wrong. It was brutal honesty actually that led to me leaving. Did you get in a fight with a customer or something? To say the least. Most days of the week, multiple days, multiple times. That in sounds the day. like the most. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying the most. The, <laughs> oh, the least. <laughs> the least I can describe to you. It's me, front of house in a restaurant literally beating the chef to death with a lobster hot out of the pan <laughs> still Lord. alive clawing his ears off was this even a restaurant the most you say i didn't say anything <laughs> you said the least i've got the general manager of a stationary company in a reverse armbar jiu-jitsu style rolling across the middle of the office space so it wasn't customers it was actually my own colleagues yeah, it wasn't even verbal disagreements. It was physical altercations. It sounds like they wish you had flexible work hours. Mm. There's a reason that the we're pro- paranormal investigators, folks. That's, that's the good thing, is that intense paranormal experiences are our line of goddamn work. So that doesn't scare us off anymore. Uh, so Alex, <laughs> to continue on with your email, uh, I, have, I have somewhat dramatized the t- retelling of her story. Okay, yeah. Like, like her copy was pretty good. But, you know, just lacked a little bit of of seasoning. It was good for like a post on an internet form. We're taking it to New York Times bestseller. Wow. So here we go. So one night, Jenny was working on board a long haul flight. Mm. Everything was going well. Minimal turbulence, pleasant passengers, nothing out of the ordinary. Cool. Dream. Now on these longer flights, the cabin crew have to take their breaks in this cabin with bunk beds that are kind of out of sight. Right. Well, eventually it became time for Jenny to go on her break. So she walked over to the staff cabin to get ready to sit down and take a nice nap. But when she got to the crew's break cabin, she saw someone was already resting in the bed. But it wasn't a crew member, it was a passenger. Jesus, because someone's on the Ambien. Someone's, you know, sleepwalking here. God damn it to hell. Passengers going into restricted areas on planes? Big no-no. Yeah. That is not acceptable at all. Jenny is tired as hell, and this area is completely off limits. So she shakes the woman awake and goes, Excuse me, madam. I'm afraid this cabin is only for staff. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was feeling really unwell, so I just wandered into here. I felt really claustrophobic and like I couldn't breathe, so I came here to lie down. I'm sorry you're not feeling well, madam. Are you traveling with anyone? Yes, I'm traveling with my husband, Mr. Smith. 
Do you know what seat he's in? I can ask him to come and collect you to take you back to your seat. Oh, yes. He's in... Um, he's in 54E. So Jenny heads back into the passenger cabin, finds 54E, and says to the man sitting in the seat, Hello, sir. I'm afraid that your wife isn't feeling very well. Would you mind following me to the staff cabin to collect her? No, you're, uh, you're mistaken. Puts his headphones back in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, f*** off, ma'am. Uh, no, sir. I, I've just spoken to her. She'd like you to collect her. Um, you must have the wrong seat. This is very difficult <laughs> for her at this point. Uh, sir, this is E45. Yes. Your name is Mr. Smith? Yes. You're traveling with your wife? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is all lining up very well. <laughs> but she's in a coffin. I'm taking her back to England for the burial. What? Yeah. This is the man who is traveling with his dead wife in a coffin on the flight back to England. Holy shite. Obviously at this point, Jenny starts freaking out. She calls on the other staff members and they all head back down to the cabin with her. But when they get there, they find that the bed that the lady had been lying in was perfectly made, untouched. They've got a zombie on the flight. I didn't want to say it, dude, but did this zombie get out of bed, make the bed again, and go hide somewhere? We need Samuel L. Jackson or something. We've got a situation on a plane that needs sorted. I just hope Jenny was packing a Glock 9 mil. Uh, I don't know what year this was, so I mm. don't know what was the uh, like the approach to guns on planes. You know when you get on a right. really old plane and there's still like a, a cigarette butt holder wow. in, in the middle of the and you're and they have to turn on the no smoking sign. Mm. You know, and you're like, what kind of barbaric times were these? You could get on <laughs> you, a flight. You there's... spark up your cigar <laughs> where people smoke cigarettes <laughs> like animals. That's open flame on a flight. People are probably like sharpening their knives, (laughs) storing their katanas in the overhead. Probably juggling their three kids above their heads. (laughs) And the kids are sharpening their katanas. (laughs) A a family of ninja trainees. On top of this now, Mr. Smith is freaking out. He's like, my wife is alive? Yeah. You should not have told him about... Jenny, you really put your foot in it at this point. So once they had... (laughs) I'm starting to see why she had to leave the job. Once they landed, they checked Mrs. Smith's coffin and found everything was intact. The lid still nailed down, nothing disturbed. Good lord. Think about it, Mrs. Smith had spoken about feeling trapped, claustrophobic, like she couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. After that, Jenny, who loved her job, decided to quit, as she'd been so shaken up by the experience. Alex goes on to write, I have no reason to dispute her story, as other people were involved. Mm -hmm. She could describe Mrs. Smith in detail to Mr. Smith, and she left her job because of the experience. That said, I obviously want some professional paranormal investigators to take a look at this. You come to the right place. Exactly. We know how to contact them. (laughs) (laughs) What are your thoughts, Kit? This is a crazy story. This is like something straight out of a horror movie. This is like the first like five minutes. There's a crazy revelation. Yeah. Um, There's a lot to unpack here. It definitely seems extremely paranormal on the face of it because we have Jenny who supposedly has no interaction with um, Mr. Smith. Right. Or his wife 
but, a suspiciously blank name <laughs> already but you know, seems to have tapped into some knowledge of the two of them um because the dialogue with this unknown shadowy figure in the bed it, it seems to suggest I, i'm claustrophobic that they are it, it relates to their current situation which is dead and in a coffin yeah that's pretty that's as claustrophobic as it gets i think yes but at the same time it's like you know when someone's like oh I, I don't know if i can get in the elevator there's a lot of people in there try being buried alive in the ground in a little box that's feet that's real fear this is you this is me grass shaking them <laughs> as they wait for the elevator <laughs> like you're scaring me you're like oh you could just take the stairs that you don't need to go oh in the you lift. think this is what it's really like to be scared <laughs> try being stabbed in the eye in a coffin <laughs> they're gone they left they left but not just that even more specifically the fact that she's given the seat number to the man whose wife relates here. So on that face, very paranormal. On the other hand, it's seemingly kind of a mundane thing at the same time. We don't know for sure who was in that bed, if anyone. Mm-hmm. And whenever her colleagues tried to verify this for her, we didn't actually get any um, solid sort of second witnesses on that. No, she was the only one that saw mm-hmm. the the woman laying there in the bed. Yeah. Although that being said, I mean, listen to this dialogue. You know, after one conversation mm-hmm. with this specter, this ghost, listen to this back and forth. Is this seat E45? Yes. Is your name Mr. Smith? Yes. You're traveling with your wife? Yes. Mm. All of that information was acquired by Jenny talking to this figure. Mm. How could she possess all of those facts about the man without indirectly getting them from a third party? It's true. I wanted to do a little research. Right. Because this was the first time I'd ever even heard of anything paranormal happening on a plane before. Mm. You know, it's not a it's not a prime spot for ghosts. Cause when cause when someone dies, mm. the whole the whole idea is that if their spirit remains on earth it's bound to the location where they perished. We've certainly seen a lot of cases where that is true. But if I learned anything from The Matrix Reloaded, yes. it's that when humans go into ghost form, mm-hmm. they fall out of vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like the ghost twins that have the white dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. Whenever they are in a car and go into ghost mode, quote unquote ghost mode, yep. I believe that's the technical term for it, they are removed from the vehicles. Also, that plane is, yeah, it, it's traveling like 500 miles per hour. So if they're going to ghost mode out of it, it's going to happen pretty fast. <laughs> and then your soul is forever bound to a spot of air 33,000 feet in the sky. Mm, which is a terrifying prospect if you ever go, you know, <laughs> parachuting or something. And you just <laughs> run into a ghost at 20,000 feet. He just pranks you. He pulls your parachute too early. That would be the scariest thing. Because obviously... <laughs> it's scary enough as it is. You'd be going so fast as well that, <laughs> that the ghost would have like go through you in like a second. You'd be like, all right, we're, everyone, we're going to get it. Get ready to jump out of the plane. Remember, your cord is on the left side. So we're going to pull after 15 seconds of free fall on my signal, all right? Now, uh, James, you're up first. I want to get you over there. Are you feeling good, buddy? I'm I'm actually really scared, Trevor. Don't worry, buddy. You're going to do great. Okay. Three, two, get ready. One. And then 
out of nowhere, this figure traveling at 200 miles per hour is just, help me! <laughs> right as you're pushed out of this moving plane. Because even as a ghost, you only get a second gap window to, to resolve whatever issue you had on Earth. Yeah, what if you had an, an unbelievably complicated... <laughs> A reason that you're still bound to Earth and you can't be released into the afterlife. Exactly. You're like, I'm supposed to go see my family, but I took a work flight on the plane, trapped in off, never missed my family. <laughs> like, also, you've scared that person so badly on their first parachute dive that they're going to die. They can't do anything for you. Now they're a ghost. Oh, Christ. Um, so I did a little research about ghosts and the paranormal on planes. Great. And I did find... Another very popular story that was mm. quite interesting. So to set the scene, a little backstory. On okay. December 29th, 1972, Eastern Airline Flight 401 crashed into the Florida Everglades, tragically killing most of the people on board. Oh boy. Now, was this because of ghosts on board the flight? No. It was the autopilot that resulted in a loss of altitude. That seems very realistic, yeah. But years later, <laughs> an air stewardess named Jessica was stationed at an airport in Atlanta mm. and was cleaning out an L-1011 airplane Okay. as it, uh, as it refueled at the airport. Mm -hmm. So she's cleaning it up, you know, little bags of peanuts everywhere. People have been sick in the bags. Right. Shit on the walls. I don't know it. I don't know how messy planes get, really. As she approached the lower gallery area of the aircraft, she felt the temperature begin to drop. This was strange because this is the summertime in Atlanta. <laughs> no temperatures should be dropping ever, really. We're talking about some southern heat. Mm. She checked the fans over the passenger seats, but they were all turned off. So she continued down the craft. It got colder and colder to the point of it being nearly frigid. Wow. Regardless, she kept moving down the plane. Towards the end, she reached the kitchen where she had to clean the inside of some of the ovens. So she's scrubbing away in the cold kitchen of the airplane. She started to get this horrible feeling like someone else was with her. Mm. So she shook it off. The oven was looking pretty clean anyway. So she closed the door and in that moment, caught a glimpse of her own reflection in the glass. Standing behind her was a man in uniform. It must be the captain, obviously, so she turns around. Captain, I didn't know that... But there's no one there. Whoa. So she turns back to the oven door, and there he is again, a pale-faced man in, in the uniform. Reflection? In the reflection? In the reflection, standing behind That's her. That's awful. Terrifying, right? It's scary enough if you see a ghost, mm -hmm. but they're in your world. When you're seeing mm. a ghost via a mirror... Right. You cannot get at that bastard. Yeah. If you go head first into that mirror, and trust me, bro, I've tried. That shit smashes hard. Right. There is no way that I have found yet to traverse between 150cc and mirror mode. It, yeah, I know what you mean. It's a bit like, um, you know, in the movies, you know, someone will be going down a dark corridor by torchlight. Yeah. By, by candlelight. And just as they see the terrifying beast or ghost, the flame goes out. They're plunged into darkness. You're in the beast's world now, nah, boy. Right, the dark. Yeah, you can't see shit, but you know he's there. Exactly. And that's why, even if it's the dark, 
when the beast comes at you, you can touch him, you can feel him, you can try and find wherever his nuts are and punch them. You have a sense of security. Your last words as you're eaten alive are, he doesn't have any nuts! There's no nuts! But in the but if it's in a mirror, mm. even if you are literally being stalked by a giant testicle, yeah. you cannot <laughs> punch it! I repeat, the mirror will shatter. It doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't matter how weak his entire body is, how vulnerable it is, how exposed it is. What you need to grasp is he's behind you. He's not in front of you. Yeah. So regardless of how hard you punch that mirror, it's the wrong way. Do we know, though, that the captain wasn't in the oven? My God. I'm looking (laughs) down at all of my notes. Hat found in oven. Man heard from inside oven. You just cracked this case wide open. It's not to do with planes. It's just the planes happen to have ovens. (laughs) That's also annoying. That you smash the mirror, you, you know, cut your hand, mm. you didn't hurt the guy, and it's like seven years bad luck. That's so true. That's an insult to in, literally an insult to injury. Are you, um, are you guy? do you avoid the kind of typical bad luck causers, the under the ladder, the smash the mirror? Hell to the no. No? Absolutely not. I bask in it. Oh. I smash as, as many mirrors as feasibly possible, as financially right. feasible. Well, um, like you spend a lot of money on it. Well, what's your mirror budget? I, I try to keep a cat, you know, I try to take care of the other things in life first this month, uh, 900 pounds, but that's fair. Um, they were very high quality mirrors. Uh, I wanted to make sure that they counted, uh, in terms of curses. So I didn't actually buy that many mirrors. Right. What about you? Right, yeah. No, I, I'll like, I'll, um, it's good as well because the ones that are probably definitely cursed mm. are the cheapest. Oh, really? You know, I we're see, talking I about know that. We're talking about dirty ass, cobwebbed up, rusty in the corner mirrors. Okay. You know, they're probably recovered from like a house fire mm. or something. A lot of death surrounding it, mm. anything like that. And just smash, just smash them up. Yeah. I, what I think is happening though, because I've been doing it for a while. I know we've both been doing it for a while. Yeah. And in the beginning, I noticed like really strong effects. Like in the beginning, um, my family disowned me. I lost my job. Um, Really lots of, I I would fall down all the time, hurt myself, injure myself. Um, Lots of curse, basic curse things happening. For sure. I feel like I've really plateaued. I feel like my life might be as shit as it's going to get. And that's why the curse isn't doing any worse. You hit the rock, buddy. That's what they call the rock. Right. It's when you, you, the, the curses gave up. That's actually awesome. They're like, this guy's so pathetic. Yeah. And pitiful that the curses started to feel bad for you. Wow. Yeah. I smashed a mirror uh, last week and won a free Big Mac. Finally, I think they're giving it. They started throwing you a bone. (laughs) They're they're throwing me some, (laughs) they're like, we can't keep kicking this guy when he's down. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a something. mcdonald's scratch card they they only work in terms of free burgers free drinks you know you're doing bad when the demons are rooting for you <laughs> whenever you you know rub the genie's lamp and he's like you know what i'm gonna give you an extra wish on the house i feel like you need it <laughs> you know what you can do that you can do the loophole do the infinite wishes thing <laughs> you're the only motherfucker i've ever met who needs it you're the only piece of shit that's so low I'm going to give you infinite wishes. And I really think that you're so goddamn dumb that you won't actually do any damage with the things. He ruffles your hair. You're like, now I wish I never found the lamp. All right, there you go. You blew it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would. The genie's genie's disappearing. I warned you, buddy. I'm sorry. (laughs) He just can't help some people. (laughs) Such a funny idea. genie. (laughs) So Jessica sees the figure once more Mm. and screams. 
great impression. Thank you. I think you broke our microphone, but <laughs> that's fine. Like a bolt of lightning, the figure behind her takes off running. Now panicking, Jessica ran down the plane and bumped into the head host. It took Jessica a while, but she told him everything mm. about the cold, about the man. Mm. But the head host didn't seem surprised at all. In fact, he said, Yeah, you'll see that from time to time. <laughs> I wish you'd mentioned it in the job interview. This is ridiculous. Jessica was confused. What are you talking about? Why are there ghosts on this plane? And that's when the head stewardess told her that a lot of the time, the materials and equipment used to build planes are recycled. And this plane was known for being built from the remains of East Airlines Flight 401. The oven from... (laughs) No. Close. Oh. Of the plane that crashed in the Florida Everglades. They are really cutting corners. If they are recycling planes that have crashed... Like flaming rubble. If you were like an astronaut that, you know, you you saw a test rocket go up and explode into a million pieces. Yeah. And you're like, wow, well, I know I'm going up there next week, but at least that didn't happen when I was going. Jeez, hopefully they'll learn something from that. And then whenever you're getting in your rocket and they're strapping you in... <laughs> you're plugging in your seatbelt and it looks a little charred around the edges. And you're like, did you guys like, yeah, yeah, we, we think it was the uh, the landing gear that went on the last one. So we took everything else, <laughs> pumped it into this one. You're good to go. Brand new shiny landing gear. Astronaut Charlie's silhouette is burned into the, si- the side of this paneling. This is this makes me very uncomfortable. Sorry, we were meant, we were supposed to, Charles, you were supposed to scrub it off. <laughs> There's like, a skeleton fused <laughs> with the metal on the ship. Like we tried and tried, we could not get that thing out. Pointing to a message on the wall. It wasn't the landing gear. Yeah, it's like we had to recycle uh, a lot of the parts from that last one. Just exploded in the sky. It was structurally unsound because we we used a lot of old parts from another ship to, <laughs> to build it. <laughs> Listen, people have said it before, said it again. The dirty secret of rocket science is rocket scientists don't get in them. That's the dirty secret. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. 
All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot. And whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. So obviously... At this point, now I'm looking at two stories of ghostly apparitions involved with planes. The pieces of the spooky little puzzle are starting to come together. So what's the next step? I need physical evidence. Mm. I need pictures. I need video proof. I need witness testimonies on camera. What have I told you, Kit? That I got it. Well, all of these? No, not all of them. In fact, none of those. But I did get evidence of some kind. Okay. While I didn't get any video evidence of ghosts on a plane, I did get video evidence of ghosts leaving a plane. What? That's right, kid. A video went viral on August 2017, last year, of someone who took a video of ghost passengers floating down the those little tubes that they uh, use to get you out of planes. I don't mm-hmm. know what they're called. Right. There was an actual video of these ghosts departing. It looks like they're getting off of a plane, but there's no plane. There's no plane there. Weird. Exactly. Would you like to see a video? I would actually, yes. All right. Okay, this, is, uh, this video is hosted on the sun, which is fine, I suppose. So this is the walkway that they attach to the cool. planes. Oh, yeah, I see that. As you'll see, there are some sort of apparitions along the walkway. Right, on this on this uh, little screenshot. Um, so, to people listening at home, this is one of the normal walkways that you would head down a little corridor tube to get to your flight. This one is mostly glass, so we've got a good amount of visibility through it. Now, as, you will, as the video will reveal, uh, just off to the side here, there is, in fact, no plane. Cool. Even though a... You know, a whole gang of passengers are walking up this walkway. Okay. All right. Prepare to be amazed. All right. Let's see it. They're walking unbelievably fast. They're just floating down this corridor. But their legs are moving, but we can't see their feet, so I guess they could be floating. And yeah, indeed, no... Look at that. No No plane. This is most unusual. They're they're moving in a very odd way. Don't you think? Really strange. Oh, it is absolutely very strange. And where was this? This was it was a it was a clip taken by a Bangkok Airways pilot mm-hmm. uh, from the cockpit of his aircraft. I'm looking for a by location. A pilot, interesting. Uh, this was an airport in southern Thailand called the Phuket International Airport. I think that's Phuket, buddy. It's a PH. It. How does that make it more like? It? Which obviously isn't spelled with a PH. Uh, and obviously, if their attitude towards air travel is it they're obviously not going to care care about ghostly apparitions traversing their hallways yeah it's i mean yeah it does seem like a crazy place just on based on this video alone exactly so i've given you two cases yes you know ghosts and the paranormal on planes one plane in the sky one plane grounded and now ghosts exiting the vehicle kit where is your scrambled brain at 
Where is your tiny little pea-sized brain okay. located? Yeah, I get it. Your tiny little nut. Where is your cash? Okay. I was born with a tiny brain, but the doctor assured my mother at birth that it functions the same as a normal brain. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't know it was such a sensitive thing. Yes. I forget most things most of the time, but could you repeat the question? I can't remember, brother. The one about the the ghosts on a plane. Is that what we've been talking about? We've been the whole time. The whole time. I I did. It's been what? 40 minutes. I've honestly been replaying nursery rhymes in my head. It was was like I stopped learning at school. You know what I mean? After nursery rhymes? Mm. That's not very far. We'll do a recap. Ghosts on the first plane. Okay, go. Ghosts Ghosts on the first plane. I'm going to repeat it so I remember it. Ghosts on the first plane. (laughs) Ghosts on the merry had day lit. That's a nursery rhyme. I know you're not. (laughs) Um, I have one immediate problem with these tales. Okay. Because it is happening exclusively to... uh, airline staff air host staff right these are people who are by definition underslept by definition overworked by definition in very unnatural conditions underappreciated underappreciated these are people who are working incredibly long hours i mean the first story she's literally on her way to take a nap in the middle of a shift yeah when the paranormal strikes now this could mean we know that sleep deprivation causes hallucinations, causes weird experiences. We've talked about it in the podcast before. I've been there. We've all been there. Is it possible that this was some kind of sleep-deprived state that caused her to hallucinate it? It could be, but then again, the point I brought back at the start of the conversation, how does she get these facts? The mm. seat number, the name, the man traveling with it's his true. wife. It's true. Are there any more realistic, other than paranormal, solutions for how she could have got that information i don't think there's any explanation that she could have got it uh subconsciously mm-hmm. that seems weird to assume you got it from a ghost and not realize that you got all of this quite detailed information from just talking to him previously yeah because I- also mr smith would have been like i told you this i told you that i had a wife yeah or i told you my name is mr smith the only thing i could think is you know i i wouldn't be surprised if airlines had like a advanced list for like um security reasons for um legal reasons that they would have a list of listen these are the important passengers on board we've got a guy who's transporting a coffin he's seated here if we need to contact him regarding the coffin or that transport should be pretty high up on your list of priorities so there the, is a dead woman in the cargo yeah just so everyone knows i wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of list like this of of important information for that flight and they they scan over it with their eyes and maybe don't even think about it too much right Maybe that information comes back later. I'm just speculating. I'm trying to think what could be more realistic than this woman floating her way out of her coffin into this bed and then retelling this story to an air hostess instead of going to see her living husband. What do you think about case number two? The ghost captain on the plane, the reflection in the oven door using the recycled parts of the destroyed plane. That was quite creepy. Again, do we have a a subconscious phenomenon is it possible that that crash was on her mind that she was overworked overstretched and it's very easy to see faces uh in places where they're not to be expected i mean this is a documented scientific effect that the human brain there's a name for it right yeah i forget what it's called it's i'm not the one to ask brother all right let me peanut uh, brain over here (laughs) peri periodolia 
Okay, periodolia. Per- periodolia, periodolia. It sounds like a delicious pasta dish it from does. the hey, southern Italy. Hey, you want a periodolia? He puts it down, you just see eyes looking back, <laughs> looking back at you. Big <laughs> meatballs. <laughs> big meatballs and a big old spaghetti smile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why you don't order it if you not know it's a spooky dish? <laughs> That one's actually even harder to prove because in the first one, at least so he, the stewardess gained some information yeah. about someone via the specter. This is just thinking that they saw someone in the reflection of an oven. Uh, yeah, in that respect, the first case is a lot stronger because that is always the hallmark of a solid paranormal scientific test is, you know, with remote viewing, with fortune telling, with all those things. How can we gain information by paranormal means that would not be available otherwise. Exactly. How do we find Bin Laden in the desert using only our minds? The greatest question mankind has ever faced. And one we will face another day. Where are you coming down as the principal investigator in this case? Well, as always on this show, you know, as much as we uh, love the paranormal, we are obliged to give both sides of the potato. Interesting. So... Analogy. The kind of round... I, yeah, but if you cut them, there's... Well, if you cut anything, I suppose. Oh, bread. Bread, arguably more than anything else, has two sides. They always, they talk about it. Sure, I guess. If you want to get technical with it. But like bread, this... Really forcing a segue here. Like bread, mm-hmm. like any old slice of bread, this story was a you don't have to use the analogy of bread. i started with the bread thing i'm gonna finish with the bread thing all right just give me a so, give me a okay. goddamn okay, second get off my back like bread yeah soon this story would be toast <laughs> it's, a, it's the best i'm gonna get all it's right? not bad i'll give you that i'll give you that i started doing some more research into these stories specifically the one that alex emailed us as soon as i started trying to look into more paranormal stories involving ghosts mm-hmm. and specters on planes a strange thing happened which was alex's story her very personal story about a close friend Mm. started popping up on a lot of websites there were other templates for this story on Mm. at least six or seven other sites i went on to Mm. jenny swapped out for mark mr smith is swapped out for Mm. mrs adams in one story the husband was in a coffin and the wife was in the chair Mm -hmm. this seems to be more or less a template for a ghost story Mm. rather than a true testimony of a paranormal uh, experience. And I bet if you took out the detail about the aeroplane and the seat numbers, you could probably apply it to any other historical situation. Absolutely. You know, like Shakespearean times and it was like a guy riding a coach. (laughs) Not so futuristic. Um, So as far as that story goes, Alex... I'm sorry if I'm the one to burst your bubble here, but this is a, you know, a very popular, almost creepypasta-like story. It's been tossed around the internet in the modern days. Did your uh, mother's friend start that story? We don't know. She could be the, the author of it, and that would bring some authenticity to the case. But until then, that one is going to be a no from me. Okay. Second one figure in the door. It's an interesting story. And yes, that plane, the 401 or wherever it was, did crash. Uh, I find, found it hard to find any real facts on whether or not the parts are recycled. 
That sounds wrong and bad. That doesn't sound like that has ever happened. No. Planes are recycled from airline to airline. They are, you know, refurbished and reused, but not if they crash and burn, I don't think. (laughs) You don't want to reuse the parts of the plane that didn't fly. Um, So that one was a little harder to track down. But then finally, this video of these ghostly apparitions traversing the hallways of the international airport. I found this one actually a little harder to explain. Mm. Uh, And so did everyone in the comments here to the point where we just had to kind of hypothesize and come up with our own theories. And you're a video guy trained in video editing. Is this something someone could um, fake? It's quite intricate. Well, the fact also that it was submitted by a pilot who works at that airport for Mm. an airline seems like there is no reason why he would fake it. Mm. I think what we're seeing here is a unintentional optical illusion. Hmm. I believe, even though we are seeing a walkway and people traveling down that walkway that doesn't lead to a plane, I believe these figures are actually on a walkway behind this one. Right. So we can still see them through the glass. There There is a funny viewing angle here where we can't see exactly what's going on across this whole whole uh, landing strip and in terms of the as we both noted they're very odd and unusual movement Mm. i believe that's down to the fact that they are most likely walking on one of those airport conveyor belts that accelerate the speed because they are walking explain the floating it sure would (laughs) that explain the hustle (laughs) i just thought that's how they ran things and because they are it does kind of look like you know if you were at a walking pace on those things because your footstep pattern isn't matching up with the distance you're walking, it does kind of look like you're floating down that hallway. So unfortunately, with my conclusion to all of these cases, it would seem that this week, Ghosts on a Plane is a no from me. I'm going to have to agree, brother. We don't have a tremendous amount of physical evidence. The story has been flagged in the plagiarism detector. And we just don't have enough to go on to say that this is definitively, provably paranormal. Damn it. Damn it. Well, thank you anyway, Alex, for emailing Thanks, in. Alex. I actually had a blast researching uh, ghosts on planes. So if you have your own paranormal suggestion, please email it in. We are always excited to cover uh, personal stories mm-hmm. and um, requested um, cases by the listeners. So get in touch at uh, this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. If you love the show and you want to get a little bit more every week, maybe you've caught up with all of the, the episodes. Did you know that there's a whole library of bonus episodes you can get access to for as little as $5 a month? Yeah, full-length bonus episodes, like whole topics that we haven't featured on the main cast. There is some incredible stuff over on the This Paranormal Life Patreon. It's how we make all of our money to support this show, so if you're interested, check it out. If you're interested in keeping in touch with us on the socials, we just launched a new branch of the Paranormal Commune. It is This Paranormal Life on Instagram. That's right, folks. We're going to be posting paranormal memes, videos, clips from the show, everything on there so if you enjoy the content that you see on twitter or the content you see on our secret society on facebook why not head over to at this paranormal life on instagram and get some fresh hot paranormal memes and as always if you subscribe to the patreon what we'd like to do is reward you with a special shout out from your two paranormal pals right here on the show so let's get started 
Thank you so much to Rob Hill. When you've taken all the money out of the people at the bottom, then you gotta rob the hill. That's where the fat cats at the top are. And Rob knows this. Granted, um, in in the early days of the, the commune, we did have the opportunity to, uh, you know, pitch the first tent, if you will, and the hill actually looked pretty good. Really nice views up there. It's a good hill. Um, doesn't mean that we're rich or hoarding wealth or anything like Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Uh, the hill's just nice. But the hill's nice. No monetary value to it at all. Not in the commune, but elsewhere, hill's a great place Go. to fill your boots. <laughs> Go Rob. Thank you also to Rosie Grinsell. Rosie Grinsell will try incel us paranormal tracking equipment. But luckily, we've got all the equipment that we need, aka my fists. That was kind of misleading because I cocked them. Yeah, because it's an audio medium, but yeah, you were cocking your fists just I've now. also got my heart. Very Did misleading. you understand the connection? Did you have heart surgery to replace it with the, the heart of a cod? No, I just eat a lot of beef. Oh. And finally, cha-ching! My gun. You gotta know that's the wrong noise. What do you think that noise is? A when gun? Cock it. Cha-ching! You already cocked your hat anyway. <laughs> Sound effects aside, thank you so much, Rosie, for your support. Thank you also to Ethan Doherty. Ethan Doherty, the man with the property. That's right, when we were looking for a place to put up the paranormal flagpole, Ethan here was holding out all the best locations. Yeah, very unhelpful, actually. I mean, we were a simple cult mune of like-minded <laughs> people. Could we have the Malibu Beach House? No, said Ethan. Could we have the San Francisco penthouse suite? No, said Ethan. I, I was starting to question whose side he was on. Yeah, and we refused to go to any other real estate agent. We we refused to go to anyone other than him, and he was not very obliging. And honestly, him supporting us in Patreon seems like a weird power move to mess with us. Yeah, he's like, oh, sorry you didn't get the property, boys. Here's something for your shit little <laughs> life's begging website. Begging website. <laughs> but Ethan... <laughs> As shameful as it is, we will bow down and accept that change from we your billionaire's will. wallet. Thank you also to Beth Ridley. Beth Fiddly Ridley. That's right. <laughs> she, she's famous for having having the tiniest mitts in the game that are best at the fiddliest tasks. So in the commune, hopefully we can get you on board as some kind of bomb expert. You know, whenever they crack that thing open and need someone to fiddle around with those wires and cut them at the last second, I tend to think you're the person for the job. She could be a professional iPhone SIM card remover. Like one finger right in that little hole takes it out. Yeah. Then Fiddly Ridley's got it out, got the new one in. It's unlocked now. 20 gigs a month. It's pretty great. Two ends of the extreme, both very necessary going forward. There's going to be a lot of bombs and sim removal at the at the cult mune. I can't... I need to stop calling it that. You really do. Because cult mune's almost weirder than cult. One's illegal, one's weird. Weird. But thanks, Beth. Thank you also to Rachel Wood. Rachel Wood, the mighty oak that grows... Up, upward towards the skies, raining down little acorns and tree nuts. I don't know what grows on trees. Rains down trees. Or not trees. Rains down tr shit Acorn, from tree acorns. Yeah, things, whatever it is. Chestnuts. Down on us into mm -hmm. the paranormal buckets. And we're just trying to, like a mini game, like a Pokemon mini game. We're just mm -hmm. trying to scoop up all the little tree eggs that mm -hmm. she's dropping down. Like squirrels just stuffing them in our mouths for, for later. 
Does that mean we're squandering these tree nuts? Does it mean I'm literally yes. pissing away these nuts? To an outsider, yes. Absolutely. Or is it fuel to investigate the paranormal? That's K- just kind a, of both, yeah. A little bit of both. And thank you, lastly, but not leastly, to Chaya Primich. Chaya Primich. Or as we call him, Chaya Quidditch. Do you know why we call him that, Kit? I don't know. Because he's good at catching the snitch. This guy can smell a golden snitch a mile off. When there's someone in your paranormal group leaking info to the MIB, CIA, FBI, Mm -hmm. Quidditch over there is zipping around on his mother's broom, just going, it was him, and and clobbering them over the face. Yeah, weirdly childish approach to getting it done but gets it done gets it done we've told him you don't need the broom you're yeah. not flying you're using yeah. your legs and it, it gives the gig away a bit a little <laughs> a little bit yeah because when they entered the room they didn't know that quidditch the snitch finder was here but you were dressed as a wizard <laughs> yeah and you've you know painted a lightning bolt onto your forehead unconventional but as we said gets the job done we appreciate that so thank you so much and thank you so much to everyone that has contributed to the this paranormal life patreon again if you're a first timer do consider it there's lots of cool rewards and bonus content there for you to snatch up i hope you enjoyed this episode of this paranormal life make sure to tune in next week for a brand new paranormal tale and always remember to live fast fast, investigate and die young baby Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 